0: Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Brett Bowen and myself begin a three-part series on vocation and biblical counseling.
1: Welcome to the Being Lutheran podcast. I am Pastor Brett Bowen, and I have
0: with me Pastor Brian Ricky, and, and no one no, else. Nobody else.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. It's just, just Brian and I for the, this episode and probably yeah. the next few.
0: Yeah. Jason, um, you know, he's really trying to finish up his doctorate, and he's working mm-hmm. on his final thesis, I believe. Yeah, right. And he just really needed some time away, and this was the time for mm-hmm. him to do that. And so it, the three of us just really said, you know, it'd be great for Brett. Mm -hmm. to kind of talk about his passion. So, you know, Jason's is Lutheran theology and the confessions, and that's kind of what drives most of what we do here. Uh, Mine's the Trinity and and everything that flows out of here. And a sub-passion of Mm -hmm. mine is your primary passion. Sure. Other than, you know, of course, life in Christ. Right. uh, But something that's important to you is Christian counseling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Right. And that, I just, we all agree that, hey, let's do a couple (laughs) episodes on this. So you got, you're beaming. It's so funny because if you could Uh, see him, he's happy. <laughs> the, the lights go on, and, and he's, he's all excited about this. Yeah, and, so. and there's
1: part of me that's nervous, too, because I, I don't know if I've ever really fully shared these convictions and these thoughts. And, you know, if you have any comments or questions for me, you know, send in, you know, being is it being Lutheran yeah. at Gmail? I, I might have to, I might have that wrong. Just go to the website yeah, go, <laughs> com and there's a link there and we we right. will get it. And, Direct and, your comments and questions well, at Jason. No I'm just kidding.
0: Yeah, and just, you know, we will give scriptural um support for the things that we're discussing mm-hmm. and um even though these concepts may seem secular both of us can assure mm-hmm. you they're not, mm-hmm. and uh, we have strong scriptural support for these things. Yeah. But if it's new to you, yeah, uh, give us the benefit of the doubt. And if you have a question, please mm-hmm. send it to us. We'd love uh, to hear from you. Yep. But so, Christian what got you started? What What kind of drove the passion behind really digging into this this yeah. area?
1: Yep. And yeah, thanks for asking. Uh, I know for me, I've I've sensed a call to be a pastor when I was about a seventh grader. And so, from a very young age, I had the the thought that I would be a pastor someday. And so, the, the idea of talking to people and helping them with their problems, so to speak, was, was kind of on the forefront of my mind mm. from that time. And as I went along and through my high school years, I even had a friend in high school that would reach out to me and say, you know, the The struggle that that person had was with cutting mm, you know mm-hmm. the the idea of you know taking some some sort of knife or yep. cutting you usually on the arm for this individual yep. and i just didn 't understand that and i didn 't know where to turn to for help i, I was just a high school kid and yep. looking for you know, i didn 't know who to really ask and who to look look to for resources for that. Um, I, I learned in talking with this friend through the years, and I've c- actually kept in touch with that one in- individual um, all through these years. Is that the, the reason that they were doing it was this this thing of cutting was to find a release from? They, they loved the feeling of the release. They from could control that. their own pain, right? And yep. it
0: kind of gave them a sense of control over the things they can't control, right? Right, yeah.
1: and and so and you were asking you know, what got me into counseling it was it was a little bit of that and um one of the things one of the resources i found in looking around i'm not even sure where it was it was probably in a library somewhere mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember but i found this this journal called the journal of biblical counseling oh wow and there was an, there happened to be an article in that called you know cutting i can't remember the subtitle was that like in your um,
0: library or your church library or
1: i don't remember where it was i i think i think if I were to guess, I grew up in the Illinois area. Yeah, it was probably at one of the colleges in Chicago, maybe Moody, or, or I was visiting oh, okay. a couple at that time when yep. I was in high school. Um, and I, I think it was there. Moody I, has
0: a pretty extensive library. Yeah, so, right. Yeah,
1: and so I grabbed that article, read it, and it really opened my eyes to see that there are these presenting issues, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, I struggle with cutting but there is something more going on in the heart. Yeah. And so this friend uh, got me interested in that. I started to kind of collect resources going into high school, going into my time at the at Alphibus, now called the Free Lutheran Bible College. Yeah. That that article or that journal was there at that library too. Oh, cool. The Journal Yay. of Biblical <laughs> Counseling. Yeah. And so just starting to really dig into that um the other thing that really got me into that topic um, just to, and this is kind of hard to share because um, I just want to be sensitive to that. But there's there's an individual that's really close to me in my life that has struggled with especially mental health issues through the years, and so really wishing the best for that individual as yes. well, yep. and wanting to help and wanting uh, wanting to share talk talk to that to that person and help in whatever way. Yeah. Um, combined with also uh in the at the same time feeling uh, sensing a call to be a pastor and preparing and learning to preach the word and to yeah. uh, divide long gospel and and so as a lutheran pastor you know try to tie this into our our podcast of being lutheran um one of the things that I've really been interested in is is trying to cut a channel between this idea of counseling or, yeah. or biblical counseling. I could maybe talk a little bit. There's kind of different types of counseling yeah, yeah. and we have to kind of be a little bit careful of that. But to try to cut a channel between counseling and Biblical counseling and the Lutheran church. Yeah. And there are, are excellent resources that are are happening, but even more so and, and maybe maybe I have a heart in, in particular for our free Lutheran church body yeah. for that. Um and so that's kind of like a summary in a nutshell. So through the years I've read and studied and you know, like you said, you know, you you study the Trinity and Jason uh, studying systematic Lutheran mm-hmm. theology. Um, I, I've always had just a, a bent and an interest to read and, and to read books and to read. I subscribe to that journal I mentioned and just yeah. reading as much as I can. Uh, to sharpen that skill as a pastor.
0: I think the um, Lutheran Church, maybe especially our denomination, I think that we're beginning to embrace the reality that this is part of our vocation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, of course, we got to get that in there, but we're not trying vocation. to— Vocation! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're not trying to sandwich it in or shove it into a yeah. place that doesn't belong, but it is. Right. It's a part of equipping someone to yes. love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And, um, and, and the, we need yeah. help, and that's part of loving yourself. It's right. the part of that phrase that we don't talk about very often. It's like, okay— I love my neighbor. Sometimes we think that's easy, but don't we have to know how to love ourselves biblically Mm -hmm. to find that place between narcissism and self-deprecation, to be resting in the victory of Christ Jesus and the assurance of faith, and then allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal the flaws mm-hmm. that are that are here in our personalities because of sin right uh, but in a way that is life-giving and not shame and guilt based right. and so yep. finding yep. that out is really kind of interesting because i think mm-hmm. for a long time there was a stigma mm-hmm. with counseling whether it was secular counseling or christian yeah, counseling right. so did you find that this topic mm-hmm. was kind of polarizing within the oh, church oh yeah
1: definitely um and i mentioned there's kind of there's a little bit of a spectrum here. And even the terms we use have like a, a buzzword meaning about it. Say um, spectrum. So, Could you yeah, define so,
0: spectrum quick for us? So
1: the spectrum, you know, you have uh, on one extreme of a spectrum, you have Christians that say, you know, only use the Bible. You you must never, ever, ever glean, of that. glean from the the wisdom from the secular world, like mm-hmm. from psychiatry uh, and psychology. Yeah. And then there's kind of a spectrum going from that extreme to the other extreme where you're Christian, but you're basically using secular, you know, Freudian stuff. And, Only relying on human uh, reason and
0: wisdom. Right. Yeah. Yep.
1: And, and there's kind of a whole, there's shades all the way along that spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we, even the, the phrase biblical counseling, mm. uh, there's a... That there's even a movement around that, and so that's kind of where I fall in in that camp of of biblical counseling. and there's there's kind of some negative baggage about that. I know, Brian, yeah. I was telling you I'm kind of nervous about sharing that just because there's kind of the there's this this feeling that for some Christians that are, especially in this biblical counseling, which is a little bit different from like Christian counseling, yeah, um, that movement is a little more, the more open to the secular. Yeah, you know, if you're on that spectrum that I kind of described, what I'm describing is not that far extreme of just use the Bible only. Yeah, it, it's but it's more. In that direction
0: is what you're uh, talking about. Nuthectic new, new counseling. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay. So the the baggage comes with it. The nuthectic counseling. The or the founder of that his name is Jay Adams. Yep. Uh, he the way he went about things was wasn't always the greatest. He was kind of like a bull in a china shop. And
0: also was really super prescriptive. It's like take two scriptures yes. and call me yep. in the morning. And yep. they they kind of tried to dwindle down. I would say complicated issues right. in in a really kind of trite and Christian ease right. quote unquote yep. way, yep. and it didn't really help anybody. Right. In fact, it was it was really kind of guilt and shame yep. in some areas based. Right. Yep. I mean, a lot of it was good, mm-hmm. but I remember reading that book. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so what I'm talking about is uh, I've I've really fallen in love with the writings of kind of the second generation after Jay Adams, yeah. um, guys by the name of David Paulson, who just died of cancer the last mm. year. But that, that second generation after Jay Adams wasn't like J. Adams. Yeah. They they went in a more healthy direction and, um, you know, dealing with that guilt and shame and focusing on that. And um, I know, like, as Lutherans, as a Lutheran, I, I wish that there were Lutheran versions of these things. That's mm. part of my heart with this is that yeah. a lot of the resources that Do are I coming... Hear a
0: book coming? Uh, yeah, <laughs> may, maybe, yeah. But...
1: Uh, <laughs> It just uh, kind of like how I get jealous of, like, the Gospel Coalition. Um, they th- Sometimes our Reformed brothers in Christ do a good job of packaging and, and yeah. engaging with, yeah. and we don't do quite as good a job as, in the Lutheran Church. But, um, but yeah, David Paulison and those, so that continuum, uh, I'm not like a Jay Adams, but more of like that next generation. Uh, if you ever read David Paulison, mm-hmm. you feel like uh, he's super comforting and super... Um, just gently getting at the heart of of the issue. Even
0: even Gene Veith, his book with his daughter Mm -hmm. that he wrote about family vocation, um, it's kind of along the lines of, prescriptive, new static, but mm-hmm. it's really good because it, it exposes the tendencies or the sin patterns that we mm-hmm. can fall into yep. and kind of gives you a framework yep. in which God gives them the design of marriage yep. and the family and what it is to be in vocation in those yeah, areas. Right. And so, I'm seeing a lot more yep. people open to yep. writing about this. And yeah. so, praise God for that. Yep.
1: Yeah. And just to connect it to vocation here too, thinking about How this, this what I'm talking about, you know, counseling is that even that has some baggage with it. Really, if you were to boil it down to its simplest form, it's being able to handle the word of God, to rightly divide law and gospel, Mm -hmm. and to apply law and to apply gospel as the spirit is guiding you, using his word to specific people. Yeah. And one of the things I love about biblical counseling as opposed to like other forms of counseling, even like the secular worldview. Yeah. Is that is the way we talk about our struggles as if it's something's happening to us. Yeah. And the thing that I love about biblical counseling is that it it doesn't ignore those things. We definitely have things happening to yep, us. Yeah. But it also takes into effect the the biblical category of, of our hearts. Yes. That our heart, Jeremiah, our heart is de- deceitful and, yep. and and wicked. You know, pouring out um, idolatry and sinfulness. Um. And then then also, um. You know, thinking of Luther talking about saint and sinner. Um. The other thing that the biblical counseling adds to that is sufferer.
0: Yeah.
1: And in any situation that you're going through, you respond in a certain way because of how you are in Christ yep. as a saint, how you are as a sinner, you individually, and as a sufferer. Maybe something has happened to you yeah. that has led you to actively respond. Your heart actively responds the way it responds. Yeah. In response to that, and so,
0: and I love how you described it of even long gospel, mm-hmm. because in the what you just described there, if um, you don't understand the gospel mm-hmm. in its proper sense, uh, it becomes kind of this bondage yeah. thing. And so, if you believe you're suffering because you don't have enough faith, yeah, right. or that God is yep. punishing you, yep. Um, then you have a total non biblical view of mm-hmm. what's going on. Yep. I'm not saying that there isn't judgment as part of some of our foolish choices. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not, or consequences yep. uh, for those choices. But what I am saying is that mm-hmm. sometimes bad things happen to to Christians. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, and First Peter has a wonderful theology of suffering. I think that mm-hmm. honestly the Christian church needs yeah. to reacquaint itself yep. with. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. So. Resources. Mm-hmm. Did you find that there were a lot more resources available now? Did you? Was it hard to find good conservative yeah. resources in, yep. in this?
1: And uh, it's interesting, as I've kind of hung out in this biblical counseling movement, uh, there are more and more resources being written and developed, mm. and, and even Lutheran ones, too, that maybe they wouldn't say I am totally on board with the biblical counseling movement but yeah. I think if you read like Harold Sankbeil's book the mm-hmm. the care of souls yes. that's very close to what I'm talking yeah. about of uh being a a soul a seal sorger that that, yeah, yeah. that German word of of uh you know caring for souls yes. um another guy I think of in the Lutheran stream is um Todd peppercorn he's written uh, i don't know if he's written but he's he's definitely spoken on like issues etc about mm-hmm. depression and his battle with that um and i think he's for the most part he's shared a lot of really good thoughts and ideas in handling that it, um yeah
0: it's, it's so interesting that you know I think the Christian church has embraced medicine in a way that is mm-hmm. is healthy and balanced. It's like if you have a deficiency, so if you have diabetes, you you get insulin right. and you you get all of those prescribed. So we understand that there are deficiencies because of sin in the world yeah. with our organs and our body. Mm-hmm. Why are we so slow to think about that in our mind? Yeah, right. And I've always wondered like why why is there such a stigma to this? Do mm-hmm. you do you have any insight on that? <laughs> and yeah, and that's a whole another whole another topic. Um
1: it's tricky because I think in some ways we've swung too far along those lines where we go right to medication yeah, yeah. and I guess what I what I would propose is um, get good biblical counsel and care
0: diet and exercise
1: yeah in addition to yeah it, and you can ask a number of questions of of your your physical well being, mm-hmm. um, and you certainly need to get get that checked out. But I don't think you need to jump right to that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to encourage people is is for pastors and for lay people to really become uh, strengthened and, and they have more tools in their toolbox to mm-hmm. be able to talk to issues. But at, at the same token, I, I don't think that there's a place for saying you should never take any medication. Yeah, exactly.
0: There's kind of a spectrum on that, too. Well, it's of, about balance, isn't it, yeah. really? It's like assessing the issue, right. the severity of the issues, you know, mm-hmm. as to what you're dealing with, right. and then whether it's beyond that of you as a pastor mm-hmm. where they need more professional, right. you know, well-trained you know, trained yeah. help yeah. or whatever. And sure. I think that's part of it, too. But and
1: We can talk about that more. Um, but I think one of the things is even if you are getting medication for whatever it is, you still need a pastor. You still need the gospel. gospel. You still need the church and your family. We're talking about vocation. It connects into all of our, all of the estates of, of a church member, a family member, even in society. There's, there's a lot of issues going on with uh, mental health uh, related things. Um, So I guess, I think sometimes this is a little bit of, I don't know if an axe to grind for me, but um, I think we've skipped all of that and gone right, totally outsource this whole topic yeah. to the quote unquote professionals, Yes, which is there's some, some maybe sometimes we do need to go right to that point and we can talk but about, that
0: doesn't mean we don't throw the biblical part away. Right. Either, yes. You know, yep. And that's the important. Yeah. Balance. And
1: that, that's where I want to be careful with that. I, don't he, mishear me and saying you should never go to the professional yeah. uh, psych, you know, a psychiatrist, um, that sort of thing. Um, Maybe maybe you'll deem it wise to do that, uh, but I I want us to still have that – still receiving spiritual care and counsel in a Lutheran way, law and gospel, um, uh, skillfully applying law, skillfully applying gospel – to get at the, the root motivating things. Um, well, even
0: it, in the book of Galatians, where yeah. that was an issue. Yeah, right. You know, where they hold they totally mingled law and gospel mm-hmm. and they were starting to get it into this works righteousness yep. thing. Then you've got, you know, Galatians 6, 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. You know, and that restoration, bear one another's burdens, so fulfill the law of Christ, do it in a spirit of gentleness. And yep. to me, that's what you're describing here. Yeah. And that's oh, yeah. really the heart of what this is. Yep. And so it's not just about saying, oh, well, should I go to, go to Bible school or should I go to this? Well, no, sometimes it's saying, Hey, there's a chemical deficiency in my mm-hmm. mind.
1: Yeah, sometimes. And, I, yeah. and
0: I'm going to seek help, but I'm not going mm-hmm. to stop going to the cross yeah, so absolutely. that Christ can continually mm-hmm. transform me in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yep. All of those things have to be embraced together. And that's yeah. to me what you, you're yeah. describing. Yep. Yeah. And I, I, I guess I the thing
1: that makes me sad is when people just get the medication aspect of it, yeah, but yeah. don't get the other aspect of that. Um, and I, I think I would rather start with the, the biblical counsel care. And then if you see, sometimes it, it may be very helpful uh, in, God, in the common grace that God has allowed us to have uh, certain medications that seem to help. And, and I don't know if that's always an exact science. Yeah. Um, it, there's a lot of trial and error, but that's okay. Um, something may be helpful it May, may help you. Uh, maybe there is something in your heart that needs to be dealt with as a sufferer yeah. or as a sinner. Um, so yeah, it's it's not an easy thing to talk about because you, even what I'm saying now, I feel like somebody might say, "Oh, you know, yeah. there he's putting down, you know, going to get medication." Um, I, I, I was going to mention resources. There's a group called CCEF hmm. that uh, they do a they write a, a bunch on this, and one of the illustrations that one of those guys uses is. Do do have like a Goldilocks view of mm. uh, medication where, are you too warm to it? Oh, yeah. You know, or are you too cold to it? Oh, interesting. Um, and he, this guy proposes, you know, just right. The just yeah, right, yeah, right one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no bears involved, though. Yeah, right? no bears are harmed in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's so interesting. I was yeah. exposed to this approach um when I went out to South Dakota to uh mm-hmm. serve the— the congregation in Arlington, there. Yeah. Uh, I went to Sioux Falls Seminary, and oh, there is yeah. a counseling, very solid biblical yeah. counseling school attached to it, sure. and it's a part of their seminary program. Mm-hmm. And I was just so blessed by that approach, and yeah. I was so thankful because we actually had a counselor from that mm-hmm. from that school yep. that would come out and serve our community. Once, twice a month. Mm -hmm. And we made it available to all the churches that this is Christian-based. And I'm telling you, man, Mm -hmm. the the community was so grateful for that. And I was too. Good. Because some of the things and issues that came up that people wanted me to kind of engage with was kind, was really beyond me. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing we have to understand, for especially from pastors. Like, you're a pastor, I believe, mm-hmm. who is really equipped by God to mm-hmm. be a great counseling pastor. Sure. Uh, you're approachable, and that's why that guy came to you. Oh. You just had this wonderful, yeah. gentle disposition. Um My personality always isn't given <laughs> to that, you know? And, and there are some pastors that just would be horrible counselors, yeah. and I think that for pastors, I would just encourage you, know your limitations. Yeah, absolutely. You know, no. Know where you need help, know what you're good at, know what you're mm-hmm. bad at, and don't yep. don't necessarily worry about becoming good at what you're bad at. Just use the mm-hmm. gifts God has given you yep. and surround yourself with people who are good at what you're not. Yeah, right. I think that's really the key here. Yeah. Because I've seen some real messes take place oh, right. in the church where, yep. you know, a not a good counseling type of pastor mm-hmm. who, who act, was probably good in other areas yep. counseled in a way that actually did more harm than good. Yeah,
1: Definitely, and and that can take place, and and that's a thing of wisdom where it, there's not a one size fits all for this situation. Yeah, amen to that. Um, so, so yeah, this is this is good. I, I, do you think we should start to wrap up this? First I think step? let's set up
0: the next one. Okay. So I, yeah. I, I think what we're going to start getting into is that. The difference between behavior modification mm-hmm. and getting at the motives yeah. behind yep. the heart of why we do what we do, yes. and who are we doing it for? Mm-hmm. So set us up for the next episode. Yeah, I think that
1: that's that's good because uh, you know I, one of the things talking about behavior modification is I think that's for us that are th- uh, convictionally Lutheran. That's maybe why we are that way mm-hmm. because we were burned a little bit by the American Evangelical Church. In focusing on behavior modification.
0: The do's and don'ts. Yeah, right. Without and not getting, what lies behind yeah, it. Yeah, right.
1: Not getting at the heart, not getting at uh, God's grace and changing and and equipping. So, yeah, let's tune in next time. Yeah, it's going to be good.
0: Well, I just thought it'd be appropriate to read Galatians 6, 1 and 2. Brothers and sisters, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him, them, in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And of course, that law of Christ is to love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beingloosewind.com. Also invite a friend to check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Facebook, and Instagram. Please join us next week as we continue our discussion on vocation and biblical counseling. God bless you and have a great week.